0: Well, there's been a blockbuster trade in the NBA. Big, big one. Uh, involving, not quite. Uh. The Brooklyn Nets are sending Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. As a result, wow. Dallas have been 29 into $10 with Tab to win the NBA championship this season. Wow. Uh, going the other way is Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dinwiddie. And also... Goodness me, what, a twenty twenty nine first first-round pick and a couple of second-round picks as well headed uh, the other way. So Dallas can get Kyrie Irving to play with Luka Doncic there at the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie Irving, one of the great offensive talents going around, but goodness me, he would be one of the more frustrating and unreliable teammates uh, to play with, but there's no doubting his talent. So, he's off to Dallas. That is a massive trade in the NBA. Massive. Uh, So, Paddy Mills, his Brooklyn Nets have lost Kyrie Irving, but he demanded a trade, and it's happened. Off to Dallas. So, that is a big, big story over in the States. Dick Fane on Wednesday morning. We'll have more on that, and, of course, we'll look ahead to the Super Bowl next Monday morning. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, we'll be at the Stain Hotel in Manly. For the morning as well, looking forward to that
1: oh, yeah, I am, I think it'll be a great Super Bowl obviously Patrick Mahomes will be a lot fitter than what he was in the championship game uh, last week uh, but Philly I don't know, I always doubted them I didn't think they could win the Super Bowl but they're playing great, their defence is good um, I think it'll be a, a tight game, hopefully though, Kansas City can get the job done but I know there's a lot of Philly
0: supporters out there eighty Philly, $2 Kansas City. Very tight market. There's some whispers around that Jalen Hurts' shoulder is still nowhere near 100%. And, uh, well, we know that Patrick Mahomes is battling that ankle injury as well. So that might be a bit of a leveler, just the fitness of the quarterbacks. Hurts mightn't be as uh, fit as thought. Yeah.
1: Oh, righto. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know, it, it'll all come down to how they obviously play on the day. But the two quarterbacks, they've had fine seasons. And Patrick Mahomes, he's just a superstar. But can he get away with playing on one leg if it's as bad as what has been the last couple of games? Uh, Jalen Hurts missed a couple of games here late in the season, but he's improved out of sight. But it's helped by the fact that their defence is protecting him. But Jordan Malata, he's the story. Uh, A guy played NRL, well, didn't play NRL, came through the junior system, played with the Dogs and South Sydney at junior level, and then was too big basically to play the game and handle the endurance part of the NRL. So he grabbed an opportunity in the International Futures Program, and the rest is history. So, what, five years ago, running around playing rugby league. Incredible story. Never played (laughs) NFL at all and has you know, turned himself into a, a good left tackle and one of the best in, the, in yeah. the business. And he could be there for years to come and and be paid a truckload yep.
0: over the a, next 10 years. He's on a $64 million US contract, as it stands at the moment. A bloke who, as Loz said, only started playing NFL, what, about five years ago or so. Uh, now, Diamonds has firmed into favouritism for Rihanna's First song played in the halftime show. One of your favourites, Pup. Good song. So $3.50. She's good, Rihanna. Like her. Diamonds is firmed in the market. Plenty okay. of novelty markets will open with Tab.
2: I reckon you're going to see a bit of old school umbrella as well. Might okay. be a bit of fake rain <laughs> happening on stage. Bit of umbrella. and A few dances around her. And
0: Away yeah. you go. Well, oh, they always she's one of my on
2: favourites, Rihanna. Yeah, well, they always put on a good show.
0: Mm. Always put it, and we're going the red Gatorade laws. Eight bucks. Red. Orange is the two dollar fifty favorite. So red Gatorade to be poured on the main no, coach. I'm going blue. What's Blue's blue? Five dollars. Yeah, I'm
2: going blue. I'm going. I think they're going for a bit. They want. They want to see it. They're going for the the actual show. I think bright blue won't miss it. I'm going blue. Yeah, five bucks.
0: Uh, now, this text from Chris. Good morning, chaps. Why is nobody reporting on the UFC Perth due to take place this weekend? What Volk could achieve and has achieved in the sport of MMA is outstanding. I believe outweighs anything being reported on television or the papers at the moment. Pound for pound of potential... Two weight division champion, cheers, Chris. I guarantee you, that'll get nice. a lot of press I'll be this week. Yeah, is it Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. Yeah,
2: I'll be watching for uh, sure. He's
0: out of cheer. I'll tell you what, Makachev's $1. twenty-five. Volkanovsky $3.90. So he's underdog.
2: Did we work out the weight difference? What he was fighting oh, at versus what he's fighting I at now? did. I can't and remember. And the gap was about four kilos, wasn't it? Oh, I'll
0: come back to you
1: on
3: yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay. I did
1: read over the weekend too, Connor is about to go come again. back.
3: Yeah, I saw yeah. that as well.
1: Are you
0: taking him on?
2: No.
1: You yeah. called him not, out. Not at the moment. Yeah. Well, I called yeah. him out. What about he now? Refused. Do you need
2: a bit of prep time, or are you good to take him now? No, I need
1: prep. Months. I need six oh, weeks. No, more than more than a month. <laughs> more than a month. Wonder well, no, how he's
2: footy. Remember he snapped in his last fight. He snapped. I reckon that would be
1: hard to come back from. Mate, knowing that you, how went do you kick? bang with a kick and you snapped your leg. <sighs> how are you going to be confident to do that again? I suppose he would have had a what a medal.
2: Period, for sure. Do you, have you watched his documentary? No. Have you seen that, Middow? No, I haven't yet. Oh, yeah. Mate. I heard it's really good. Unbelievable. Yep. Uh, Netflix, I think yeah, it's on. It Unbelievable. It I watched it about oh, maybe a week ago. Hmm. Um, and just like the fact that they, they film him as a kid. So you, you know he's a superstar as a kid. He just loves fighting, but then just transitions into this... All I want to do is be a part of the UFC. Yeah. And even his journey with, like, I think you see another side to Connor. It, it talks, like, you see how close he is with his wife. You see how close he is to his family. You see a lot about the inner person. I, I thought it was unbelievable to watch. Like, now, if he goes and fight, like, you know what he's doing in regards to the showmanship that he puts on. That's all about that. That's all about money. That's all about promotion. Yeah. He makes that very clear. So I think it just gives you a real understanding that, mate, this kid come from nothing, had a, had a dream, had a goal, chased as hard as he could, and now he knows the game.
1: Yeah, and he's got a massive following too, oh. Conor McGregor, and he's known internationally, uh, been one of the, the great UFC fighters of all time, and, and made a lot of money. Oh. He's made a lot of money doing it, but again, like in boxing, you've got to have the hero, you've got to have the villain. Yeah. And if it sells he's enjoyed it. You are making but money buys he his mum
2: Houses, it. cars, like support to all these family like mm. a lot of it he says, he says, Yeah, I do want to make millions. So my my grandkids' grandkids don't have to work. Like he's just uh, so build. generous, so generous. And I think yeah, it showed another side. I, I reckon I'd like if he fights again, I'm definitely paying the money to watch him fight. Yeah. Even though he's well and truly past his best. Even if it was a, a token fight, I, I will pay the money to watch him fight after watching that docker.
0: The Great Mossy, how are you? Fantastic. For a Monday morning, you know, how about you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Let's start over in the UK in the Premier League over the weekend and the game this morning. Uh, huge win for Tottenham against Manchester City, 1-0. Harry Kane breaks the Tottenham record and a significant result also for Arsenal after they came off a defeat over the weekend.
4: Yeah, that's right, it was. Uh, it's... Um... There wouldn't have been too many people would have backed Spurs to, uh, to beat Man City. Um, although they, they were always sort of in the betting market. Um, but uh, yeah, big result. Harry Kane breaking a record. 267th goal for Spurs. But I guess the other headline on the other side of the fence is um, some potential issues in the relationship between Haaland and Pep Guardiola. Now it's come from a Spanish magazine or football journal, Nationale. Um, saying that there is a divorce uh, just around the corner in that relationship. Um, but I do sense there is a little bit of an agenda there because uh, Spain would love to get hold of Haaland. Uh, sorry, Spanish club Real Madrid would love to get hold of Haaland. So whether they're trying to stir some some trouble there to force a divorce and uh, get him over to Spain, who knows. But um, gee, the way he plays and the fact that he scored 31 goals in 27 games suggests that um, there isn't too much wrong with the relationship.
1: No, what about Liverpool, Mossy? Ah,
4: uh, Loz, did you have to
5: I oh, did.
1: Sh- I did. I had to oh, ask it because, mate, <laughs> what, like the
4: wheels have certainly, they're down to 10th at the moment. Mate, it's shocking. It's its absolutely shocking. We we are in a world of hurt. I noticed that Mido's gone very, very quiet. Mm. Um, but, left the studio, uh, yeah, Mito. Poor... <laughs> <laughs> Send the third party out. But no, four, four losses in the last seven games in all comps. Uh, 10th uh, or 11th on the table now, uh, 11 points off fourth spot. Um, you know, it's it's the first time since 2012 we've lost three on the trot away from home, but it's also the manner of the performance. Um, against Wolves, we were second, third best in so many areas, and the goals that we conceded was schoolboy defending, um, no urgency inside the box. It, the wheels have well and truly fallen off, and I don't know whether it's going to be Jurgen Klopp that gets the wheels back on the car or whether he's going to either walk or the club might take some action. Now, that sounds ridiculous given that I, I still think he's you know, one of the top three managers in the world, but we do know management has its use by date. So whether we're approaching it for, for Klopp at Liverpool, we'll have to wait and see, but things are not well.
0: Uh, Harry Souter, he made his Premier League debut and it was a nervy start, an own goal. Yeah,
4: it was, but uh, I have to say his overall performance was exceptional. Um, Given that he'd only been there, I think, three days, and um, Brendan Rodgers threw him straight into the starting 11, played the full 90 minutes. um, The own goal, couldn't do anything about it. It was just one of those instances, uh, couldn't get out of the way of the ball and and shuffle his feet in time. Um, But his performance and the way he slots in, and this is why I I believe he's a captain in waiting, soccero captain in waiting. it, it, the way he rallied the troops, the way he started coaching on the pitch, the way he uh, looked like he'd been there for, for years, not days, um, just shows he's a natural. Um, it's where he belongs. I think it's a fantastic club for him to start his Premier League career at. And uh, I think he's off to a flying start, which is great news for the soccerers.
2: And Mossy back in the A-League. Uh, Sydney FC, back-to-back back back wins, isn't it, after beating the Mariners? Yeah.
4: Yeah, it is, Clarky, and it's good, good great sign. news to see yeah. Corica and, and the players. I and look, I, I, I think the key has been getting Alex Wilkinson back. They just look so okay. much more assured at the back. And, uh, you know, when you've got that sort of experience, um, he makes other players around him look better, um, gives more confidence to Andrew Redmayne in goal as well. And, uh, you know, that that's back-to-back wins. Western Sydney won yesterday in the heat. So that that sets up a beautiful Sydney Derby uh, this coming weekend at Combank Stadium mm. uh, between Western Sydney and um, and Sydney FC. That should be a crack, and I'm expecting a sellout.
2: Have we heard any more about where Dwight York's gone?
4: Not yet. Okay. Um, You're talking about which nightclub? Or ah, no,
2: we know which nightclub. Club. Take your pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Take your pick. He's been to all, but yeah. In regards to coaching, is he still in Australia?
4: I don't know, mate, to okay. be honest. I mean, uh, I think it was Lodge that brought up a, a, a headline that um, came out late last week, that it might be uh, Aberdeen, um, mm. where, he, where he heads to in Scotland. But um, he, he'll pop up somewhere. He's a career coach. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'd like to see him still in the A-League somewhere. But that, that's not saying that I'd like to see a coach lose their job to make room for him. Mm. But, um, yeah, he certainly added some personality to the league, didn't he? For sure, as he
0: does. Now, I see that, I think this news was on Friday afternoon, that Football Australia has formally begun the process, Mossy, of creating a second tier. Uh, so we have potentially promotion relegation, and uh, they're saying March 2024 is the aim. Is that realistic?
4: Uh, it's realistic probably for a second division. It's not realistic for promotion relegation yet. So that, that'll be stage two of a of, uh, second division. but. You know, I'm all for a second division, and, and you know, bridging the gap between the A League and the NPL. I, I think there's still a gap there that that needs to be filled um, to to uh, transition players from semi-professional to professional, um, because it is a big jump. Um, how how it works financially and and making sure it's viable, um, that's for smarter people and I. But the the concept has been talked about for a long time, so it's great to see expressions of interest. Uh, have been pushed out by Football Australia, and um, you know there'll be a lot of clubs, um, probably existing, and maybe some new franchise, franchises that uh, come out of the woodwork to uh, put their hands up for that second division. And then I think what it's about is is making sure those second division clubs, um, you know, are financially viable and strong enough to uh, to handle promotion and relegation. But ultimately, that is what's going to take the game to the next level in Australia. is, is getting that promotion and relegation um, into the ecosystem.
1: We'll talk about you know, promotion and relegation, Mossy, you've got to have the players to be able to do that. And did I read or see somewhere over the weekend there was a 16-year-old that played for Adelaide United who scored a goal? Uh,
4: Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, And he's a a hell of a player, Um, Irun Kunda. He's so explosive. And and I don't know if any of you guys saw his post-match interview, but it was just brilliant. It was just raw, um, unfiltered, um you know, he celebrated his goal, but he also had a real go at himself about his work rate in defence and said, I've got a lot to learn and I'm working hard at my game. I want to be the best player in the world. Um, So it was just fantastic. But he took his goal brilliantly. Um, but that's what we need, was. We need more opportunities, not just for, for players, but for coaches as well. And the second division will certainly do that.
0: Uh, I see Ellie Carpenter, Matilda star, she's uh, back playing as well, what, eight months after she did her ACL in the Women's Champions League final. Great to see her back with Lyon and, of course, that World Cup not far away.
4: That's huge, Mido. Ellie Carpenter is a massive, massive piece of the puzzle for Tony Gustafsson leading into the the World Cup. Um, She's not, obviously, available for the Cup of Nations, which uh, kicks off next week, but Certainly the fact that she's back for Olympic Lyonnais uh, is huge news. And, um, she, yeah, like she, she will give us such a, a boost um, for that squad for the World Cup. So hopefully her um, return to play goes smoothly. And uh, it has been only seven or eight, eight months, as you said, since she did the injury. Um, so it's usually about a 12-month turnaround. But um, great to see her back on the pitch.
0: Go and sort out the Liverpool situation for us, Mossy, and uh, we'll chat later <laughs> in the week. My flight departs in about two and
4: a half hours, midday. So, uh, I'll, I'll go and tell Cloppy what he's doing wrong.
0: <laughs> Perfect, thanks, mate. Enjoy. <laughs> See you, boys. Heroes and villains, give us a call Thirteen fifty-three fifty-three. We've got Todd. G'day, Todd. How are you?
6: Good morning, gentlemen. How are
0: we? Yeah, pretty good for a Monday, mate. What have you got for us?
6: Excellent. Uh, I just wanted to um, talk to Laurie about something and uh, just before I give my heroes and villains,
0: go for it, it Toddy. Okay. Go for it.
6: Uh, Laurie, um, just want to get your opinion about um, the Dolphins for this season. Um, Hopefully, they're going to come in and uh, do some good. I really hope they uh, succeed uh, because we've obviously seen uh, teams from up that way uh, fold in the past, uh, like the Crushers, for example. And uh, one team that really did deserve to get in, uh, in my opinion... Um, over the Dolphins was uh, the Central Coast Bears. he have been trying to get back for the last mm. 20 years. I just want to get your
1: opinion on that, mate. Uh, yeah. Now, the Dolphins, I think, will surprise um, a lot of people this year. I, a lot of people I speak to about the Dolphins, they reckon they're just going to finish last. That And, that, and that's the easy option a lot of people are taking, just go, new team, Dolphins last. I'm thinking they'll win six to seven games I think they're capable of doing that I think they've got an experienced team um, but depth might be a problem for them and I certainly wouldn't underestimate the impact that Wayne Bennett would have on a footy club because I think he'll have them ready to go they haven't got the class of a lot of other teams but I think that they could surprise and win six to seven games this season as a long-term team in the NRL I think they'll be successful because of the fact that they've got a strong junior rugby league. It's a stronghold where they are. And I think that they will, over time, produce a lot of talent. Um, so I think, like, you know, all um, good teams, you know, you've got Penrith, who produce a lot of their, their, their locally owned talent. You've got Raiders that do the same thing. Um, you know, Wollongong. Slash Dragons, mm-hmm. they they can produce a lot of players around that um, that area. So I, th- I think that that's one thing in their favour. The Dolphins, mm.
0: I agree with you. Hey. Lot. Just one thing. Sorry, Todd. Just before we get your heroes and villains, is there a worry that they could cannibalise the Gold Coast Titans in a way? Because I agree with. You. I think they are going to be successful yeah. due to well, due to the fact they've got that underlying history, history. to them. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, good question. Because the Gold Coast need to find their way. Gold Coast have always needed an identity. They they haven't found that identity exactly. or what makes them that football club. We we don't know what their DNA is, mm. so to speak. So, so asking me on the spot now, yeah, they, they they possibly could, but you know that the game wants the Gold Coast to oh, the game wants the Gold Coast to succeed. We we need a team on the Gold Coast because it's a fast growing area. You just don't want to give it up and let the AFL have that territory. So you've got to be able to help them in some way, but they've got to help themselves as well. And they do that by having results and being strongly connected to the community and having people play at that junior level. Whereas Redcliffe have already got that. Mm. That's the
0: big advantage exactly. they have. Sorry, Todd, go for it.
6: Yeah. Um, excellent point, Flo. Thanks for that, mate. Um, Clarky. Yes, buddy. Um, thoroughly enjoyed your uh, – your conversation with McGilla, and uh, let me tell you what a champion player he was, mate. Very unlucky not to play more tests uh, besides Warnie. And uh, just wanted to let you know a couple of facts, mate. I'm sure you will uh, know about this, but uh, the last four, uh, last three border of Gavaska series is in year one. Um, the last two have been on Australian soil on your uh, picture. Um, last series, India had so many plays that were injured and Coley couldn't play um, for the majority of the season due to his baby. Um, and so, you know, Australian media, they're all going to say, oh, you know, Australia weren't full strength, you know, make excuses. But also the um, the pitches for the World Cup, which is at the end of the year, they're in India too. So Australia's going to learn how to play on Indian conditions if they're going to do any good in the uh, World Cup, match.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough series, buddy. But I'd like to say... I'd like to think the Aussies can still find a way to win. I think they've got enough players that have spent plenty of time in India. I'd like us to all be fit and healthy, though. I'd like to see Hazelwood, Stark, and Cameron Green fit. That would make a big difference. But... Uh, yeah, I think either way, it's going to be good. It's going to be a great series, going to see good competitive test cricket, which is what we all want. Uh, and then you're right, the boys are back there in, I think it's October or November, October, I think, for the 50-over the World Cup. So yeah, a lot of good competitive cricket in front of us. And go the Aussie boys.
0: Now, well done to Matt Bevelacqua and also Georgia Miller, who've won the Iron Man and Iron Woman the Nutrigrain series, which uh, concluded yesterday at Karawa. And uh, particularly the men's finish was thrilling. Uh, now, Be- Bevilacqua and Ben Carberry went into the final race, level on points. And Bevilacqua just pipped him in a thrilling battle there. And in fact, uh, they were neck and neck after the ski leg and got to the, their feet at the same time and had a beach sprint to decide the title over the six races, over the series, and Beville were just edged Carberry out to win uh, the Ironman title there yesterday. And uh, we spoke uh, with Lizzie Wellborn last week. She did finish second in the end behind Georgia Miller in the women's. So Miller, 111 points, Wellborn, 101 uh, in the race there for the women's title in some NRL trials over the weekend, unofficial trials. For instance, there were no goals kicked, uh, goals attempted, in the Dolphins match against the Central Queensland Capras. It was 24-8. The Dolphins won that in Gladstone. And Tristan Saylor was prominent for the Broncos in a 44-12 win over winner Manley. And uh, there's one spot there left on the Broncos roster. So Saylor looking to secure that heading into the new season. In racing on the weekend, aft cabin won the Eskimo Prince uh, this talk might go to the Hobartville next. And Golden Mile, the stablemate, certainly heading that way. So we're uh, interested to see what James Cummings decides uh, with this gun cult moving forward after Cabin. And we'll preview Punnett's Postmortem with Ron Duffercy in uh, just over 10 minutes' time. Big show today. We've got a f- the first Group 1 of the calendar year on this weekend as well. Down south, the Ore Stakes. Uh, and uh, plenty of good races here as well this weekend, so really heading into towards the Autumn Carnival, aren't we? And uh, if you think about it, the slip is only, what, just barely over a month away now, and the championships will be around before we know it. Um, give us a call for heroes and villains. 13 dollars $100 gift card up for grabs in a case of the uh, kombucha, the alcoholic kombucha, and uh, 0419767272 is the text line number, and we've got Steve. G'day, Steve. How are you, mate? G'day, gentlemen. How are we doing? Pretty good for a Monday. What do you got for us?
5: Mate, a hero, um, Sarah Jane Smith. She won that Co-Ed golf tournament yesterday, the same one Hannah Green won 12 months ago. Yep,
0: yeah, down uh, on the Murray River.
5: Yeah, yeah. It's like it's worth 250 large so it wasn't it wasn't a Mickey Mouse tournament, and she just hit the ball so well. It was, um, there was some pretty good golfing. And it, it was a pleasure to see them carry in their own bag, too.
0: No, good stuff. Uh, and, it, yeah, that was obviously a mixed-gender event, wasn't it? They are all together.
5: Yeah, it, all, it, was, it was boys, girls, and juniors. Yeah. But the, the, the kid that won the juniors shot four under yesterday. Jeez. Playing off the back. It's going all right. Yeah. villain, um, probably unpopular, but you get that. The timing of this. Um, All-Stars game I always thought that trials Were meant to be for clubs To try new combinations Get rid of the ring rust That kind of stuff Not for the NRL Just to make blatantly make coin Which is all they're trying to do With this game um, I don't know where it fits But I'm pretty sure it doesn't fit In the first week of trials
1: Thoughts? Uh, i I tend to uh, disagree. I, I think, obviously, I, I'm unsure of the timing where it should be, but I think it's got a place for it at the start of the year. I could argue that it shouldn't have been played uh, this year because of the World Cup and alike, like. Um, but I think it's... So, being, being a part of it and being involved in it for a long period of time, Steve, for me... I don't ever think it was about a money grab. And it's never been about a money grab from the NRL. It's about showcasing the Indigenous talents that play rugby league and celebrate the wonderful culture that we have. And when you're inside that camp, and I've spoken about it a number of times on this program, it's more than just a game. It's about sharing um, stories about your own uh, upbringing, um, about your own history, uh, learning a lot more about Indigenous culture, um, listening to people talk about what they've been through, um, listening to peop- and people come in and, and speak to the group that's got their own backgrounds and uh, amazing stories um, and how they reconnect with uh, their culture. Uh, so f- so for me that that's th- the bigger part of the week uh, but I can understand footy fans being frustrated that There is a game that's played, whereas they want to see their players involved in this All-Stars game be part of their team to get ready for the NRL. I I, I get that. I understand that. But me personally, from being involved in it for such a long period of time, I think it's more than just a game. And the NRL don't put it on to make money. They, They put it on because they want to showcase and respect
0: Indigenous culture. Appreciate the call, Steve. As always, the market for the game, well, with those big changes, particularly the Maori All-Stars, who've lost a, a lot of players. They're $2.05, slight outsiders. The Indigenous All-Stars at $1.77 for the game on Saturday in Rotorua. So some of those names out for the Maori side. Well, Joey Manu, Jared Rua, Hargreaves. Uh, Manu's got a facial fracture. Rua Hargreaves, back and hamstring issues. Both are expected to play for the Roosters in round one, though. Uh, big Nelson. I read that Big Nelson suffered a dog bite and needed surgery.
1: Yeah, I read that over the weekend as well. Because they were worried about it getting infected mm. because he wasn't allowed to train or in case of the um, you know, sweat uh, you know, got inside the, the cut and, and uh, it became infected. So he's hadn't been able to train for a few weeks. So I can understand a lot of clubs being concerned about their players being underdone. These games also give young players an opportunity to come in and play with some of the superstars of the game. So I can understand why the Indigenous team um, are, are favourites over the over the Maoris because you, you look at their back line and it's pretty strong. Pretty strong. When you've got Nico Hines, Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell, Jack White, and just to name a few. So, the, 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 yeah, as long as their forwards you know, hold the Maori team um, and they've been weakened by the <coughs> withdrawals of Wirra Hargreaves and um so for Solomona, the Bromwich boys aren't there this year. So there's a few superstars that have been ruled out, but you'll see some exciting young talent.
0: More like Dylan Walker, Dallin Latini, zelezniak Stafford Toa, uh, Dejan Arcee as well, all out for the Maori side. And Josh Haddokar's uh, the significant one to pull out of the Indigenous side, wants to get his mind and body right. And always going to be tough for those, particularly backing up after the World Cup, who were, you know, obviously have really got much training under their belt so far this off season really have they lost so uh, it was always going to be a difficult fixture this year in particular yeah
1: a- and time you you, you uh, have a look at where you're staging games because the years seem to go longer and longer and you look at what some of the Penrith players have done though I think they came back early mm. because they wanted to be a part of this World Club Challenge game uh, against St Helens um, so they forfeited a period of their uh, holidays to come back and start early to get themselves in the right frame of mind. But the season is going, it just gets longer and longer. I think it's what 31 weeks, the competition runs for 31 weeks, plus you throw in these trials, it's 34, 35 weeks of football that they're they're playing. So it's uh, a hectic year, Uh,
0: but you ask players, they'd rather play than train. Uh, on the text line, Hero, Australian board riders battle at Newcastle. All teams in in it till the last second with the Byron Club winning their first title by 0.6 points. Villain, the circus over two footy players having a wrestle on the grog. Just get over it, says Lurch. Uh, Morty boys, my heroes of the BBL for a great grand final and the NBL last round to decide who makes the finals. Uh, my villain is the Pro Bowl doing flag football. It's like Origin doing a touch game. And also the Kings letting the Wildcats win to nudge out Melbourne United. Cheers, and noodles. And yeah, that was yesterday. So the Perth Wildcats snuck into the playoffs and they had to win by double figures against the Sydney Kings. And they did just that, winning 96-84. to 84. The Kings also lost to Adelaide Friday night, 115-108. to 108. Mm. But uh, so they've lost... Well, they've won two of their last six games heading yeah. into the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they've you know talked that down, but lost two one two lost two. Yeah, no, yeah, lost two won, one two lost, lost two. two. Yeah, That's right, yeah, yeah. So, interesting. Yeah, going Not, haven't
2: got momentum. Like, this is the part you always try and sum up. Like you think, I think back to when I was playing. Sometimes I think the loss before finals or a big game can be exactly what you need, just to give you that kick up the backside. But then on the other hand, I think i've we, the teams I've been a part of generally play our best when we do have like you think about a World Cup campaign you don't mind losing a game in the middle of the series or tournament, but then leading up to you know semi final or final you actually want to win those games, so the players are confident you've got guys in good form and you you walk into that game with momentum so yeah i don't know hard to read where the kings are at.
0: Uh, the WNBL, Lauren Jackson's season's over after she suffered a partial tear of her Achilles in the Southside Flyers, 68-67 to loss to the Sydney Flames. Now, the 41-year-old has indicated she wants to keep playing. She's already got a fractured foot she's been playing with and was going to wait to the end of the season to have surgery on that. So uh, she wants to see how she comes back after surgery, but her indications are well, she wants to keep going. Uh, what a champion she is. But uh, we've got Joe on the line. G'day, Joe. How are you?
7: G'day, fellas, how are
0: you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks, mate. You got a hero and villain? Yeah, well, the the villains
7: are the buffets that had the blue on the weekend.
0: Uh, Luttrell and Jack.
7: Yeah, and the the heroes are all the rugby league players that behave themselves in the off-season.
0: Now, look,
7: Luttrell Mitchell is probably the most talented player, naturally talented player I've ever seen in the 65 years I've been watching rugby league. He is an absolute superstar can't somebody get into his head and tell him to stop this rubbish it's wrong he's a terrific player and a great sportsman and really probably a good person but what's he doing drinking at three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning wrestling it's time to grow up somebody should talk to him get hold of him and just sit him down and give him a good talk and it's wrong
0: I guess internally they're probably in discussions that will be had privately within their clubs, I guess, Laws? Oh, there's no doubt in the world that the clubs
1: will sit down with both Jack and Luttrell and spell it out to them quite clearly that you know what they've done is unacceptable. And I think that's um, you know something that we want to see our players uh, celebrate occasions and, and have uh, a good time. They can still live a life. But you've got to understand that when you're a public figure, that every move that you uh, make, there's always going to be someone there watching and possibly recording you. So, uh, yeah, it's not a good look. Uh, we spoke about that this morning. Definitely not a good look that they're out at quarter to four uh, in the morning uh, having a, a wrestle uh, out the front of a, a nightclub. And then when the police get involved, the vision is quite um, explosive. Um, but you know both these guys um, you know, we've done some really good things, but unfortunately when you get in this situation, the spotlight will be put on them um, but the NRL will have a yarn to them and i 'm sure their coaches and and their their um, uh, the club CEOs will sit them down and just sort of talk to them about expectations and um, you know the influence that they have um, and it 's not a good look it's it 's not a good look for them to have you know a week out from this all Stars game.
0: Punters' post mortem coming up after the nine o'clock news, and Ron Duffey joins us. Stuff morning to you. Yeah,
3: good morning, guys. It's uh, it's all hotting up. Another great meeting on Saturday, and um, we move forward to another one on on uh, on the, coming up this Saturday. So um, racing doesn't stop, and it, uh, it's going to continue to improving. A big set of trials going on at Roundwick again this morning.
0: After cabin now, James Cummings has so many options. Is the Doncaster the obvi- most obvious, do you think?
3: Well, let's get the guineas away first. Um, I, he's got the Australian guineas and the uh, Ramwick guineas on the same day, and he's got two pretty good Colts in aft cabin, who looks exceptional with his acceleration. And he's got golden Mile. so you'd suggest he splits those two Colts up and tries to two, win two on group ones on the one day. I'd suggest our aft cabin may stay here. I'm just guessing. And Golden Mile, maybe to Melbourne. But um, we'll let James make that decision. But he's got two ripping colts, And uh, after Cabin, considering he'd only had one trial leading into that, his improvement to come. I know he got put into a beautiful position by McDonald, who had another amazing day winning four races. Uh, look, he, he looks special. He looks very special because he beat up what looked to be a solid field. What's the... Slipper going to look like this year duff have we got
1: a really strong group of two-year-olds you think
3: i think it's a very strong group of two-year-olds until they start meeting each other over the coming four or five weeks and and we saw it the wheat from the chaff but um at this stage i think collectively as a group it's as strong as i've seen in the last decade uh with numbers they they've a fortnight ago, they run very fast time and that's usually a good sign in comparison to the other horses on the day. We haven't seen that for a few years. So, like I say, collectively, I think they're very, very strong and um, it, it's exciting heading towards the slipper uh, uh, just trying to sort these two-year-olds out, the good
0: ones. We were all pretty excited about Solcum coming out of uh, that run down south there in the spring. But, uh, well, I guess it was found two out of five lame, so excuses there and... Uh, well mentioned in the stewards' report was our man's mare, Pretty Wild, as well, Duff.
3: Yeah, yes yeah, she's she's a handful. She's a um so much talent early on. Maybe she just might need a little bit soft the track, a little bit softer. Um, but uh, crystal, if anyone's going to work her out, Chris will work
0: her out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you? Well, what are you following out of the meeting?
3: Well, the one out of the highway um, of Danny Williams is there. Preemptory, he just had no luck at all uh, getting through the field, and I think now that he's been gelded and he's eligible for easier races, Sebenac surely uh, now can start to work his way through the classes properly and um, and get his confidence back up. So, uh, Preemptory and Sebenac, the horses to follow.
0: Thank you, Duff. We'll catch you shortly. Thanks, guys. Punners post-mortem with Duff and the team after the news. Now, we've got to give a winner out for heroes and villains. Thanks again for all the calls, the texts, and the $100 gift card in the case of the saint and sinner alcoholic kombucha, whose nominations were, well, his hero was Loz's mate Dave for ensuring a wedding at the races and being able to pull that off. And uh, his villain was the boxing ref in the Liam Wilson fight, uh, which was a popular nomination for sure today. So, well done, Adam. Win for Adam there this morning. Are you happy with that? Uh,
1: look that's your little baby now. You, yeah, you go get for to choose. It. Good choice. Good choice. You've done well.
0: The wedding at the right rate. Right? I think you were pleasantly surprised, Loz, of how great it was. Very much. Very well,
1: I've never been to one before. Mm. I didn't know you could get married at the races. Might I'm assuming goofy. you can get married anywhere, but just the way that it all unfolded on the day. New yeah. revenue stream
0: there for the ATC. It was lovely. <laughs> I I recommend it. There you go. Mm. Have a great day, everyone. It's about to tick over 9 o'clock. We'll catch you tomorrow.